Hi, and welcome to Double Take. I'm Jenny. And I'm Jess. And today we are talking about Bad Sisters. I'll just go right into it and say a very freaking excellent series. So good. good. One of my favorite of the year. I know we're gonna we're gonna one day rank our best shows of 2022. I'm gonna go out and say top five. I agree with you 100%. This has been one of the shows that has come out every week. I feel like sometimes I lose momentum with those, even though when you're watching a show that comes out weekly and there are a bunch of other people watching, it is sort of like an experience. And that that's been sort of fun going back to the era of, you know, watching TV with the rest of the world. This one, I only knew you that were watching it and we were on different schedules, Yeah, but I still was so excited to go back. I was like every Friday when it came out, I was like, oh yeah, I get to watch a Bad Sisters, which hasn't happened to me in a while. I, I really had the same experience, but it's funny because I really only watched it because of you know, our newsletter. I was like, all right, this new show is coming out. I haven't heard anything about it. Like when it first came out, I was like, why have I heard zero things about this show? And even like, I think there was like, there was a trailer at that point, but like it didn't even have that many views on YouTube. Like nobody knew what this show was. And I was like, all right, I'll watch the first two episodes because they were out. And then I was like, I can't wait for the third episode. Like nobody's <laughs> talking about this show, but I was so excited for the third episode. Right when it came out, I watched it. And that was when I wrote about it for Double Take. And I did tell you at the time that I, like, I thought you would like it. But still, mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone else watching it. And then it was funny that I eventually got behind on it. And you were like, yeah. I was like, you need to really catch yet? up. Yeah. And then I binged <laughs> the whole thing in like a week, the rest of it, because I'd gotten I- sidetracked for a while but oh my god it's so good I think the same thing that you did when you finished it a couple of days ago which immediately texted me and you were like oh my god this thing this thing this thing which we will say those things later but this is the spoiler free section of the podcast Mm -hmm. um I believe I did the same like I finished it and I was like have you finished this yet I need to talk to someone oh I can't imagine having finished it and not had it not having someone immediately to text about it like I would have you did that to me (laughs) so sorry (laughs) that was Anyway. It, is, it really made me laugh that like I told you about it well sort of you know inadvertently via mm-hmm. the newsletter oh yeah and you then found you the... definitely caught up quicker than I did <laughs> I definitely got a little sucked in in the spoiler free section a couple things we can talk about so we should for the people who don't know anything about bad sisters except that we really loved it we can um, the premise yeah the premise and feel free to fill in anything that you, okay. you know, deem necessary. The premise uh, is, so after their brother-in-law, John Paul, dies under, quote-unquote, unexpected circumstances, the Garvey sisters, which include Eva, Grace, Ursula, Bibi, and Becca, Grace was the one who was married to John Paul, uh, they find themselves at the center of a life insurance investigation. That's essentially the setup. Anything I'm missing? It was a very non-spoiler version of it. I think yes. even in the trailer, like you get a little <laughs> bit more. So I guess if you're like really want to go into this blind, then, then skip what we're about to say. But in the trailer, you see there's these five sisters set in Ireland. There's one of the sisters is married to this just terrible man. And none of the rest of the sisters like him. And then he ends up dead. And you see that it's going to be like sort of flashing between the two timelines. And it's a murder mystery with the twist of like, cops aren't actually investigating insurance agents are investigating which is sort of yes. a funny little piece to it but yeah you immediately see that like the sisters all hated him and insurance yeah people are investigating because like his death looked sketchy suspicious yeah and so you are from the first episode on you're right you are led to you're like okay which one of these sisters did it yeah. did they do it did they probably did it and there's um, still like a ton of mystery in there like that really doesn't 
I normally don't like to watch trailers because I think it gives a lot away. But in this case, that's like not at all giving it away. Like the mystery is, you know, what actually happened to him because you see that he's dead in minute one. One of the ways that I think this is really successful in keeping us both interested uh, is the way that it was shot. It's not linearly shot. So you don't go from John Paul's death onward. It sort of weaves together two timelines of post his death and then the events. I don't remember exactly how many months prior. Both of the both of the timelines move forward, but the one in the past starts at a specific time and then leads up to his death. So the former yeah. timeline is like racing to catch up like to where you are in the beginning. Yeah, maybe six months. So every episode you get flashback section of like prior to his death and also the present. So where the sisters are now and where the investigation is going and all of the twisted um, relationships and... Yeah, there's a lot like more to it even than just the like, well, who actually killed John Paul? I thought that that kept it really interesting. Yeah, the dynamics of the sisters, there are a lot of sisters, of their families, of how did this sister marry this totally terrible guy? And he just gets more and more despicable. No, I thought a lot Um, about that actually in terms of like, is this character too unlikable? Like, have they made a real person of a caricature? And then... I think my ultimate takeaway, I was thinking about this after I finished the whole season is like, no, there are men worse than this. Like this is, it's <laughs> terrible and it's so over the top, but like, it's not fake. I mean, it is literally <laughs> fiction, but like, I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are people that this has happened to. I'm sure people have watched their sister or friend marry a dude where you're like, no, that's an abusive asshole for sure. Oh yeah. And I think that being part of it is like a really really enriches the story of the five sisters. And then, like you said, the more they go into their backstories and you see the ways in which they've all sort of tried to, tried to be there for this sister, but also have been like terrorized by this man. Mm-hmm. You see the interactions between the sisters more and you just really end up loving the sisters. Like that's the key to this whole show is mm-hmm. when the show ended and they make some comment about like, you know, something that's going to happen in the future. And I was sitting there as the viewer thinking, oh, well, we're not going to see that because I, it's a miniseries. So like there won't be a season two, but like, I want to see that. Like, I just want to see the sisters <laughs> interact. Like I would literally just watch hours of them like hanging out. Like you just really end up loving each of the You sisters. did text me. You were like, I want to be a Garvey sister. Yeah. yeah, yeah. An accessory to potential murder, Jeff? <laughs> no, I mean, in I'm this a... case, mm, maybe. <laughs> he really does that man, Probably. Um, before we get too far into discussing like the specifics of the show, I have a few fun facts okay. slash just facts. Not all of them are fun. The show, I don't know if you knew this, was originally titled Emerald rather oh. than Bad Sisters. I didn't know that. Emerald? Yeah. How does that make you feel? Mm. I was a little... I'm thinking like, I and I don't understand it. Like Emerald Isle, but also, yeah, I can't, I can't figure out the connection. I didn't look too much into it because I didn't want it to color my opinion. Mm. Well, you know, we didn't say the show is based off of an existing show. It's yes, a that was show. one of my fun facts. Oh, it's sorry. it's coming, but you can stole the can fun fact. That's the only thing I know about <laughs> the origin of the show is just that it's based on a Flemish show called Clan. So yeah, I would argue story. after looking up Clan, it is not based on; it is a remake. Okay. Um, the the like play by play of every episode 
seems exactly the same. Mm. It's not even office, like office UK to office US where they start out the same and sort of spin into a different direction. It seems like the exact plot points of every episode and who gotcha. the sisters are and what their skills are, et cetera, are exactly the same. But it makes me really want to watch Clan. Even like if it's I want- the same story? I, I mean, yeah, I, I just said it's not like the office, but like I like the UK office yeah. and the American office. I'm betting there's a different, there's like maybe slightly different. There, yeah, there must be differences because I did read an interview with Sharon Horgan where she said like she changed some things for sure. But yeah, definitely the, the like point by point. are the same. Yeah, the, the plot summaries of every episode, I guess the main meat of the story and how it, but I, yeah, a huge a huge portion of this show is, um, which is another fun fact, it's filmed in Ireland. It's set in Ireland, this version, this um, Bad Sisters. And it was filmed in Dublin and Belfast. And it feels like the setting of Ireland is a part of the show. I feel like a lot of, you know, how people in film will always talk about like making a New York character in the movies <laughs> <Yeah>. or whatever. <laughs> um yeah, this is like sort of like that, like very much. No, the, it definitely is. Yeah, the rainy, the damp, the dark. I saw parts a of comparison Ireland into Big Little Lies, and I thought that was pretty apt. And it, yeah, she actually said she was a little inspired by that. Yeah, where the setting really forms the mood, forms like I'm sure it forms the people that live in a rainy sort of dark yeah. area and how they connect with one another. And um, I saw a, a comment from her in an interview actually that. She went to, what do they call it, the 40-foot, 40, 40 I think might just be the name of it, 40-foot. It's the place that they go to, the like swimming pool, yeah. the, the outdoor swimming cliffs or whatever it is, that she went there and like had the idea to set it there, like while hmm. she was there with friends. And then it becomes this like sort of anchoring place for the sisters. A meeting point, you see yeah. And, you know, various various points in the season and then notably sort of at the end that stuck out to me so much of like, man, maybe just in the end, especially of like, this is, this is the place to them that's important, but it was such a, yeah, like a character, like you said, that it was interesting that she was then, she went on in the interview to say like they had, you know, issues with like filming and they were like near hypothermia because it's, you know, Ireland and you're swimming outdoors. And she was like, but it was so worth it because people keep saying that like they, noted it like they like felt the importance of that place and I was like oh so did I so yeah Mm -hmm. I actually have a comment about that the there are plenty of times within the um timeline of the show where they are swimming there in winter and I'm like Ireland is not historically a warm place in the winter but there are plenty of people at that I'm wondering if that's accurate if where if they really that 40 foot is if people are really swimming there doing like ice dips I guess in, so. because one of them was set right near Christmas and they were like yeah, oh we're gonna like do our annual it. yeah but it was like and people I mean they did even in like I don't know when we were in Virginia Beach last winter like people were doing the polar bear Sorry, but isn't that whatever. like running in you run out yeah. like these people were just like chilling yeah I don't know <laughs> super world. weird it does not surprise me that hypothermia was a potential issue to say the least yeah. Um, Sharon Horgan herself, is she not? She's not Irish. She's she British. Is. Oh, she is Irish. She is Irish. Okay, uh, that makes more sense. I'm saying that very confidently, but I guess I don't well, know for she sure. British. <laughs> she definitely like has an Irish accent, has lived in Ireland. It's possible like her okay. parents are not. Um, yeah. And we didn't say, but Sharon Horgan, the creator of the show, also one of the sisters. So one of the lead actresses in the show, 
she, she plays also the oldest sister. created Catastrophe. I actually haven't seen Catastrophe and I really want to because I think I'm in love with Sharon Morgan. <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm obsessed uh, with her. Oh, I would absolutely recommend it. I have seen Catastrophe. And I think I said this to you in another episode of the podcast. It's a different, it's still very funny. And it's her brand of like the humorous things that she's a part of are never fully like slapsticky or it's hard to describe, but this is quite a few notches darker <laughs> than like Catastrophe. That's much more fun. But yeah, I would definitely recommend you check it out. Just go in knowing it's not going to be you know, Big Little Lies inspired or <laughs> surrounding a murder. I just love her so much. I actually just found out too that she co-wrote Shining Veil, which is hmm. on Stars, And I know neither of us actually watched it. It I came kinda, out this year. Yeah, I wish I had Stars just because all of the period pieces. Yeah, well, so Shining Veil is a horror, a horror comedy, I think is how it was billed. And then when I found out she was, she was like one of the co-writers, I was like, oh, that's probably a better show than I was like giving it credit mm. for it to be because it stars Courtney Cox and that's how I like originally heard about it. it was just I was like oh Courtney Cox is in a new show but yeah I found out today when I was researching this that she's one of the co-writers and I was like oh I really do want to watch that so maybe we need to split a stars subscription one of these days yeah I'm down <laughs> um we said yeah it's, it was written by but also developed by Sharon Horgan along with Dave Finkel and Brett Baer and Horgan actually, it's it was made with Horgan, um, part of her deal with Apple TV Plus, which I didn't realize she had a full deal with Apple TV Plus, and it makes me very excited because that means hopefully more Is things are coming where down. Catastrophe was Apple TV. I did not. Wa- I did not have Apple TV I when I watched was. Catastrophe, but it's possible. That it must aired have been like first. I think that was like the first of her deal situations. Got it. Because I definitely, I don't know if it was long enough ago that I watched it on. Like couch tomato, probably not. But longer, no, do you remember like Twenty twelve. No, maybe I not. I definitely watched it in while I was living abroad. So twenty sixteen. Oh, but then I also mean, you had different. Yeah, maybe because like you couldn't get on. Like Netflix, like showed different things. I had yeah, I had I sprung for a VPN in those times. Yeah, that makes sense. So well, I don't even know. Yeah, I lived I in Sweden, and I was like, why does Netflix have one tenth of what it's <laughs> yeah. supposed to have? You know what I think I did? I think I watched it on Amazon. So it must have been. I think, it, I think it's an Apple TV show now. I feel like I need to look it up. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense that she's got to deal with them. It's interesting to me because I didn't know her beforehand that they would have like, I mean, they don't have a ton of original programming. Like especially this year, they're definitely ramping it up. <laughs> but for their original programming to have started sort of limitedly. In a limited but with way. things like Severance and Bad Sister, like well, but whoa. that's the thing: is Severance is Ben Stiller. Like, I'm saying, like for them to have like pretty limited original programming, and for the original programming to include like Ted Lasso, created by Jason Sudeikis, and Severance, created by Ben Stiller, and Bad Sisters, created by Sharon Horgan, and a bunch of people are then sitting there saying, "Who's Sharon Horgan?" And I've never heard of Bad Sisters. And the goddess among us. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, like, it's interesting to me that like out mm. of their limited repertoire or whatever that Mm -hmm. that was included and then in the interview I was reading today with her she said like it came out and she was bummed that nobody was watching it and then actually the like week to week model really worked out for her because like week to week word of mouth spread like crazy and then she was like oh people actually are watching it and it just took a few weeks and I think that's pretty I mean that matches like my experience with it as well of just being like nobody knows the show I've never heard of it and then like Mm -hmm. telling you about it and then like 
Uh, you're still the only friend I think I don't know anyone else watching it well you know this is our word of mouth (laughs) yeah I told Carter to watch it but it's just going to be on my on like the same um well profile so is that going to count like that's aside I think it's more just like I wish more people knew how good it was but I've seen I mean to be fair like on my tv tiktok account or whatever I've seen people definitely like into the show and talking about it I just really want Sharon Horgan to be successful and happy and she's so good I like Sad I that literally she thought no one her. liked her show. No, I'm I love her so much. And she's such a good actress, let alone mm-hmm. a good writer or creator or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that some of her acting, I was just like, I texted you in the one part where I was like, I'm crying and she's crying. <laughs> well, I'm crying because she's crying, but like We're all crying. I literally love her and she's so good. Yes. Uh not yeah, okay. I'm moving on to my next fun fact because I'm all out of whack here, and we can soon move to the spoiler section. The last thing that I want to mention. Well, two things, I guess. We haven't said that it is a miniseries. Have we said that? It's only one season. It's 10 episodes. They're all under an hour, like 48 to 58 minute runtime each, which I love. We're all aware. This is a, a trope. I <laughs> love limited series. I do too, but like I literally could watch these people, these sisters doing anything. It wouldn't make any sense and it would flop for sure. But like, I just love them. Like give mm-hmm. me like a Gilmore Girls style show where they're all just like <laughs> okay. living their lives. Like that's what I want. <laughs> Oh God. Call it a different show. I don't care. Call it the Garvey girls. Like <laughs> the that's, Garvey what I girls. Need. that's what I want. I'm sorry. That sounds like a mixture between the Brady Bunch and Gilmore girls. Okay. Last thing was the opening theme. Who by fire by Leonard Cohen performed by PJ Harvey. What a, what a combination. It's so what a good. good song. I actually right now have that in my head. It makes <laughs> sense because I was like writing notes before this, but like I literally in this moment, I'm singing it in my brain. It's an excellent theme song. It doesn't seem to make sense. I think we texted about this. You said it, you're like, oh my gosh, There's I didn't a realize the Easter significance of everything until it, the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, and it's, it's not a spoiler. Like none of none of it's giving away. Anything. I don't even know how you would begin to guess. You would based on but then what, once yeah. you're you're on like episode eight and you're watching the intro again and you didn't skip it because you're not allowed to. I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, it all makes sense. But it's not, are, it never would have given anything away. So it's, what are the, what are those things called that? Rube um, Goldberg machines. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Rube Goldberg machine and it, the like pieces involved in it are all sort of something. Easter eggs for the show. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it has no business being that brilliant. And the first time I heard the song, I was a little like, this is weird. This is, the vibe is not what I expected for this I thought song. the same thing. But halfway oh, man, through the song, I was just like, mm, now I'm like, I'm mm, jamming. Mm. Like episode eight, I was like, who by but- fire? <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, it's so yeah. good. Honestly, all the music in the show and in the interview I was reading that I keep mentioning with Sharon Horgan, she said mm-hmm. to get into the mood of writing the show, she was listening to like Appalachian folk music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that totally tracks. Like every time yeah. like a bop would come on, I was like, this is like another like great folk song like mm-hmm. just the whole vibe of the soundtrack was like very sort of upbeat folksy just so good and and the trailer had the Brandy Carlisle song raise hell mm-hmm. uh, I think I mentioned that at some point in the past but and I love that song so when I was watching the trailer for the first time and I knew nothing about the show I was like well it's got to be good because this song is in the trailer like based <laughs> just on a like, bunch of icons else. I was just involved. like immediately like excited and then they don't actually put that song in the show at all. I kept an ear out for it the whole time and they didn't. But the rest of the soundtrack was really good. Like whoever compiled that soundtrack, amazing job. A plus job. 
That one Agreed. song that played throughout, not throughout, but like multiple times throughout the show at various pivotal moments. I texted you about it. It was like the something on the sidewalk. I'm not. Oh gonna like yeah. It. And it's I was by... about to say you're gonna have to play it for me later because I don't remember. It's been a while since I finished. No, and I, I like I never I had never heard of this song before either. So it's not like a known song, I don't think. But anyways, it was like a song that the first time I played, I was like, oh, that's a good song. And I like looked up the like typed mm-hmm. in the lyrics to Google to like tell me what the song was. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I think I liked that. And then they played it like a couple more times throughout the season. And by the end of the season, I like just saved it to my Spotify. I was like, I love this song. <laughs> like they just did such a good job making like a theme, like mm-hmm. theming it. Yeah, really tying well. everything together, everything. There was nothing out of place, in my opinion, in this show. I, one of my biggest pet peeves is when, even when a show is really great, there are things that don't quite make sense to me. And sometimes it's just because I didn't get it. And other people are like, that didn't bother me at all. But I I truly could not find any fault of anything that like where the tone was off or a scene was like a couple seconds too long. Like none of that. All of the songs were great. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I don't have any, no notes. Yeah, I was editing. never like bored, which man, I get bored so easily as a person who like needs to be multitasking. <laughs> For an hour long show, yeah. I didn't multitask when I was watching this and I didn't feel like I was trying not to. I was like literally just like, if I multitask, I will miss something and then I will be sad because everything in this show is so good. Like, Yeah, yeah I think the only time I multitask, I would sometimes watch it while I was cooking, but I would often then not cook. Like I would just be like standing yeah. over a pot yeah, while yeah. watching it. Yeah, relatable. It is excellently written acted edited just all of it all of the all of the above so that was our spoiler free section if you haven't seen it by now and are moved to watch it based on our gushing review Hopefully. we'll give you a second a second 10 hours give or take. 10 hours yeah just go watch all 10 hours and come back and then listen to the rest of the episode it's worth it And now we're back. And, and, and now, now that back. you've seen all 10 hours. 10 hours later. Man, I really hope, I really hope people take us up on that. I know. It's, I mean, all power to you if you want to listen to this episode with the spoilers and then go watch it. I don't think it will ruin. I mean, it's going to be better if you don't know everything going in, but still. Or people, still be good. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's some people that'll be like, well, I'm not going to watch it, but I'll listen to you talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that's fine still, I guess. <laughs> that's fine by me. Um, okay, so yeah, tell me all of the things that you wanted to tell me, but we're saving for the podcast. Yeah, so I, <laughs> yeah, so I finished the show a few days ago. I, I think I at least texted. I think all I texted you was like, oh, I can pull up the WTF. Might have had more um, profanity. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, in God, the finale, which I, yeah, I think we can just get. <laughs> into the finale true to the show we'll start at the finale and we'll go backwards i think people could have guessed actually i'm curious what you think but i'll say i think people could have easily assumed the ending that i'm just gonna say i think people could have assumed that grace was ultimately the person that killed jp i really didn't see that coming and i think it was just because like i wasn't trying to guess it at no point was i trying to guess it because i thought it wasn't the sort of show that was going to have a twist i really thought it was going to be they killed him and the two timelines were going to converge and we were going to like find out which event killed him. And the point wasn't yeah. going to be to be surprised. They did a like amazing job at making you feel 
excited about figuring out the means of death. Like you said, like there were so many failed attempts that you were like, okay, which one, what's like it's gonna gotta be, be is this going to be the time? Like, yeah. did they actually finally do it? Um, every episode being like, okay, well, let's try, let's try this way. Uh, and even though so it was I, set up the timelines, like you didn't know if like episode three was like going to be the, t- like, I wasn't sitting there being like, well, there's seven episodes left. So clearly it's not this one. Like right. you, it could have been, and then they could have, it could like have gone been, somewhere else with the story. You just didn't know. Right. And then, yeah, the rest of it could have just been post his death and them trying to figure out how to cover it up yeah. better. That so still would have been. wasn't just in who did it, which I think is where a lot of thrillers <laughs> sort of fail is because like, if ultimately the twist doesn't make you feel, doesn't surprise you, then like the whole thing sucked. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it's true. And I agree with you. I think when it was revealed that Grace was the killer, my reaction was not like, well, duh, but it also wasn't like, this is completely unbelievable. I, I just was like, oh, I didn't even realize, I didn't even think to to care. I didn't even count her in. It. That was what was interesting about my I, reaction was like, I had written her off so much that I then felt bad about oh. how much I'd written her off. I was sitting there like, they did it she on purpose, sucks. Though. She's, I mean, everything was so intentional and so... I think every emotion I have is exactly where they meant to take me. And I appreciate Which is that they did such a good job, but I was sitting there like, she's weak. She's spineless. She's so well, she's been self-conscious so beaten down. or insecure that she has no confidence whatsoever. Yeah. Just like so beaten down but, in a way by this terrible husband. And it's one of those things where you're like, well, I feel really upset for her because you know, you don't end up, you don't end up in a long-term marriage with somebody like that unless you're, very, you know, insecure. You don't like something about yourself. You're looking for someone else to fill that. And he does that just enough in the beginning to like trap her and then mm-hmm. wears, yeah, beats her down at every moment. But then she never stands up for herself. And it was really hard Until for me to she really, have, really did. <laughs> yeah. It was really hard for me to feel like I felt a lot of sympathy towards her, but I also was like, you like it was so crazy to me that she didn't stand up for herself or for blonde like more often than she did which mm-hmm. was never and so I just I had totally written her off I thought she needed her sisters to save her I just like did not think she was going to save herself mm-hmm. I will say at the very beginning I had an I had one inkling of like huh I wonder if this was meant I'm and my thought even was like I wonder if this is meant for us to be thrown off the track a little bit and think what if Grace did it by in the very beginning, she when she lies about where she, that, that she says she was with her sisters, I was a little like, why would she like? Yes, and, and then as the thing as the episode went on, I was more and more convinced. Like, oh, she just was nervous. Like, she just said that because she was nervous, and she sometimes like just sort of word vomits when she's nervous. And her husband just died. Like, I was making all of these excuses as to why she did this weird thing and lied to. <laughs> The insurance inspectors but in fact like but when that happened really early on I was like huh I wonder if she did it like it's ah, weird that that's a the good sisters point. Are. I hadn't thought of that but, but, but like I'm saying I had the very small thought and then immediately they took it away like they yeah. explained it away from I was like huh I wonder if this is like a little bit of a red herring and um then I was just like whisked into the story again and didn't think about it until the very end yeah um, I forgot I, that she did that I laughed 
while you were talking earlier because I had found our texts. <laughs> so this is a while ago that I had. Um, so I hope it didn't sound like I was being a maniac in the background. But on Thursday at 6.02 p.m., you <laughs> you texted me, oh my fucking God, I'm halfway through the Bad Sisters finale. And then a couple seconds later, I'll text you again in 30 minutes. I didn't want to like blow up your phone for the next 30 minutes, like thinking that it was going <laughs> to be like nonstop, like relevations. <laughs> revelations sorry revelations but it really was that moment where i was like i had just finally put it together they like they're doing the flashback it's grace fighting with jp Mm -hmm. and the way they set it up where she says i'm so sorry and like breaks down at the kitchen table with her four sisters it was pretty obvious at that point but i also was like i'm not gonna keep texting you and like look stupid when i've like (laughs) i would have accepted it (laughs) led astray because i'm always led astray like i just go where the story wants to take me but then it, and then it became pretty clear. And I was like, that's fine. I'll still just text you at the end. But I was shocked. I mean, and I like being shocked because a lot of thrillers these days, murder mysteries, whatever you want to call them, like don't shock me because I read so many of them. But like I said, the way that they set this one up, I just was not expecting that. I really like until, until Ben was like disgusted with Ursula in that scene, mm-hmm. I really thought it was Ben. And mm-hmm. then I thought it was the neighbor. Like I thought it was anyone else. I was like, they're going to get to the point and they just kept like revealing and then unrevealing the person. It was Ben and then it was Roger and then it was Grace. Every person had a reasonable reason to do oh, so. Yeah. Which is, everyone had it. Yeah. Um, well, there's something else I was going to say about that. Oh, I love when the person who did it is both a surprise, but also not like out of nowhere. Like, I yeah. feel like sometimes that's you're like, oh, though. it was this random person we no, saw for like three episodes. I hate that. Yeah. So this was excellently done. It, um, it really was. It was so good. I was, I was surprised. And then I was so happy. Like I was just gleeful. <laughs> so happy at the death of this. For the last 30 minutes. Yeah. Honestly though. I mean, I mean, I, I texted you, I said, I think in response, I was like, it's crazy how much this show makes me think, oh yeah, murder is probably fine. Some of the time <laughs> it's just like, right. Which I actually I thought I'm, a lot about that. Because he is so terrible. That's what I was saying earlier is like, he's so terrible that I really do think they did a really, really good job of making him just terrible enough where he's still realistic, but like no one, not a single viewer feels bad that he it's, was murdered. And let's Everybody's be clear, on Grace's side. Uh, let's be clear. I do not condone murder. I'm not generally okay with murder. This show, I was like, it's fine. It's totally good. <laughs> do it. I was like, it's the only option. Obviously, yeah, you they gotta get to him out of there. Him. They make him so reprehensible. Yeah, he's terrible. So bad. So irredeemable <laughs> really in dead. every single way. Like, they're not even like, oh, he has such a good relationship with his mom, though. They're like, no, no, no. He murdered his dad, basically, and then hid it from his mom. And also, not even. He just nice was like an active mom. bystander. Yeah, that's why I said a passive bystander. <laughs> I mean, basically, though. I don't know. He basically ruined, I mean, he ru- ruined everyone's life. He ruined the. He ruined his dad's life. He ruined his mom's life. He then ruined. He ruined his every wife's single life. sister. He, his, he like all of his sister in laws. That was what set them I all up like bowling pins. Really and knocked thought them down. was very impressive about the way the story unfolded was the way. In episode one or two, I remember being like, "I mean, yeah, I would care if my sister was married to an abusive asshole too." But like, why did they all immediately agree to kill him? And then you see the ways in which he screwed over every single one of them so massively that there's there's this moment in episode probably like eight where I think Becca says something like 
to Eva where she's like, well, what did he even do to you? And then she's like, oh yeah, he like screwed you out of a promotion. And I remember in that moment being like, oh yeah, why is Eva the one like spearheading this when all he did was sort of like be a dick at work? And I like sort of thought about it in that moment and I was also like, but no, but that's a reasonable reason. And then when you find out, honestly, I'm going to cry even talking about it. That was, it was such mm-hmm. an emotional like thing, but like, then you find out he, that he raped her and she never was able to tell anyone. And, and, and to that day, had never it was told her anyone. And yeah. And felt like guilt over it. I was like, I'm crumbling. Like this is the most dramatic way this could have gone. Like, and oh, well, I always thought it was like, yeah, he was a dick at work. And then also would always poke fun at the like tragedy of her losing a child. Like she, yeah. she was pregnant and lost the pregnancy and was always like really upset about not having. And then I think she was engaged or, and or married to the man and they split up. And so he throughout the series is like poking at that. will always be like, Oh, but you like, right. it's nice that you like wish you had a family, but you can stop parenting my daughter. Like really like yeah. evil snaky things to say to someone who's lost a kid, let alone it be your fault. Like, I, th- I think that was the insinuation. I think so too. I was going to say that was what I took away from it was that he was the reason she lost the baby. And yeah. so it's just really worst possible scenario you could think of. And like, and part of me wants to be like, why, why did the writers have to do that to us? <laughs> it's <laughs> I so, because I, I don't typically like when sexual assault is used as a plot device, but in this case where the whole point is sort of the, the women's relationships with each other and the women's relationship with this horrible abusive man and they're driven to the point of wanting to murder him. I was like, okay, in this case and in this case only, I will not give a pass to any other shows. But in this case, I did not hate that that was the part of the twist. It was also so complex, which I think helps. Yeah. Like her, the way that we didn't know until close to the end that that was what had happened. And we saw her experiences of, you know, being uh, like interacting with him and not knowing why exactly it was so fraught. I feel like that's a lot of yeah. women's experiences with stuff like that. And so it's also, it like wasn't made light of or used just sort of just like a trick. of Yeah. Um, or used to like further someone else's plot. Like by the time right. you find out, like it's done, like the plot, it, if they hadn't included that, like it still would have sort it's, of made sense. It wasn't yeah. done as like a cheap twist or whatever. It, no, but it was um, very, it was very, I felt, very upset watching I mean Sharon Horgan's performance is so fucking incredible like I said like mm-hmm. her they're all trying so good. to talk to Grace across the dinner table when they're all sitting there and trying yeah. to say like I oh, yeah. this is why I, I can, can give tell you your you. exact and, quote like, yeah go for it um you said Sharon Horgan's acting is incredible and I am sobbing I'm obsessed with her and then you interjected <laughs> yourself to things. say also sleeping on the back blacktop is a jam that's the song oh title. sleeping on the blacktop thank you Yes. Oh my God. It was so good. I'm still crying. I love them. I want to be their sick sister. <laughs> you mentioned yes, you were crying a couple things. of other times. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry. Just lots of, I really think the last like half hour I was like, I'm done. I can't, I'm just crying because I get to the point where I'm like, I'm crying because it's sad, but I'm also crying because it was so good. And mm-hmm. now I'm crying because it's over. So it was just like, I couldn't stop crying. And now I'm jumping around all over the place. But in the oh, last sorry. scene where they're at the, the 40 foot cliff or whatever it's called, the swimming pool, outdoor swimming pool. And the symbolism it's, yeah. of grace, like 
jumping into the water after the rest of them are in there and they're like, what are you waiting for? Like, don't be scared or whatever it is. And she then is this like happy, like carefree person again, jumping in the water with them. I was like, oh my God, she's become her own amazing metaphor. And I'm just like, man, yeah, I was crying still. (laughs) I think you missed my bad. No, I heard it. I just... (laughs) zoomed right past that um, one does anyone want me to say that again because you I, don't have um, to repeat it everyone heard you it's fine <laughs> there's a reason i just kept talking uh anyway yes she yeah that was a really good scene the whole thing every so every well like done. we said everything's so deliberate uh i do want to point out <laughs> i mean the fact that we already touched on it made us briefly think the concept of murder was fine when i just like flat out don't believe that <laughs> like ever yeah obviously if this was a real life fine. scenario i'd be a little bit like maybe maybe jail <laughs> maybe some yeah. other uh but the like something about the way that this was humorous and dark so dark in many ways and the the whole setup is like slightly absurd uh how quickly they decide and like the ease with which they all decide oh, to kill John Paul. Nobody questions it. <laughs> yeah. They're so resolute when yeah. their attempts repeatedly and like, and catastrophically fail sometimes. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry. That just made me think of, um, Becca. Oh, her whole arc. Oh, I was thinks- going to say that is like nothing made me cry more than like, I was horrified. Men, uh- at Well, when she closed the freezer, without seeing him and didn't see him and i fully I had like this watched. thought like i Sorry. i i wonder i wonder if that was a minute and mm-hmm. i thought to myself no way no way they would do that that's so dark that's too dark oh, for the show and then i was like watching through my hoodie i was like i can't look at this directly like i have to cover my eyes because then the next day happens and you see jp and then they're like well who is in the freezer and i knew deep down i knew but i didn't want to admit it and i was like watching yeah through my fingers through my sweatshirt or whatever I was like, don't tell me. I can't, I can't emotionally <laughs> deal with this. And then they did that. They did that. And I had an incredibly I think it was fine, but I really went through it when I found that out. I had an incredibly similar experience, except I knew uh, like in my bones, I was yeah. as, as soon as she closed the door without seeing the person I did the, I was also watching through the hoodie, but I was I like, no, 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 no way no, no. they do that. I was like, go back, go back, yeah. <laughs> like, go back and unlock. I don't know why I was so sure they wouldn't. I guess because like it was part of the like they made JP so bad that like you couldn't feel sad or like you didn't really feel sad for him having been murdered. But I thought not even the show had more of a I don't know like a conscience. I was like they wouldn't have her murder this old woman because that would ruin (laughs) her life and also ruin Becca forever. Like Becca would then be traumatized, and then they did that. And yeah, but I don't know if I, I still don't feel like great about that, that plot line. It's, uh, that was the point where I was a little like, if I were being reasonable about this, which I'm not because I'm fully sucked into the show, I would think they have enough on him to probably put him away for a couple of years. Well, then they go down that line a little bit. They're like, well, let's go like show him George or whatever his dad's name was mm-hmm. like, and then they go in the freezer and he's not there. Like they do explore that. They do. Yeah, that's true. But then when the mother is dead, like he's been just using this money that does not belong to him for like, they could have found the body 
I know he dumped it in a river, but like people find bodies in rivers all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not a hundred percent like plot hole for a I'm, yeah, I would not call it a plot hole. I just, if that's the whole thing, this it's deliberately absurd in some ways because there was no option for them where they were not like, they, I don't think they would have been satisfied. And so the viewer would not have been satisfied without him just being like completely out of the picture. Yeah. Um, I just, I think the way they wrap it all up ultimately works really well. There were definitely moments where I was like, yeah, like, why did they make, like, BB have to take out someone else's eye? Like, that's just oh, weird. Yeah. And then why did they make Becca have to kill Minna? And you, you know what? I still actually, in this moment, don't know that, don't know that it worked super well for me was, like, the relationship between Matt and Becca. That was the only thing that felt very, like, we need to further the plot and have the sisters know things that they wouldn't otherwise and have the brothers know things they wouldn't otherwise so let's have Becca and Matt like each other. Oh, see, I did not have an issue with that because at mm. the very beginning, when they have that like weird meet cute, I don't know, from like then on and on, I was just like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I don't in. know. There were moments where it just like really didn't work for me. Like, okay. Like he finds out like they're exhuming the body and like not telling them. I was like, at what point do they just admit like they're both being really shady to each other? Like, yeah, I think that's kind of why I thought. I kind of think that's why I thought it worked. I was just like, each of them are really just using the other for a while. And then they have moments where they actually care about the other person, but it is or sort did of they just care like, about each other. Did they just like have the hots for each other? Yeah, that's also possible. They jump know. each other's boats, I think is what I was going to say. Like, it just didn't feel like a deep emotional connection. And I was just like, I don't know that this part of the show really works for me. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I did not I did not feel that way. I even the like kind of absurd, I don't know if it's a I don't know if I should keep calling it absurd, but it's like very clearly woven such that these insurance agents really can't afford for the death of John Paul to be legitimate. Like they need to find some loopholes so they don't have to pay out because of like their own family drama, uh, which like the guy's got a pregnant wife like she's on bed rest things aren't going well they might be bankrupt there's been lies like the father was kind of a deadbeat and did a lot of things and like even that was so complex in itself and is a little bit like really like I feel like in other cases I might be like all of this is heavy-handed and contrived but for some reason the way that it was all done I was like this is how this universe is and I believe it and I'm fine with it and I really don't care like I didn't think any yeah I didn't think anything too absurd about that I did like that the way they set it up was like family versus family. Like everybody's out for Mm. the interests of their family. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that it wasn't like, oh, I'm a detective trying to get to the bottom of this (laughs) case. Like because you knew Matt and Tom were Thomas were only sort of like out for themselves in the sense of like saving their family and like not going bankrupt and not losing everything right before he has a kid and whatever else or being investigated for their dad's crimes. And then on the other hand, it's like, you know, the sister's aren't necessarily egocentric. I think they were all just like really worried about grace and mm-hmm. not having grace find out and, or not having, you know, one of them in jail or multiple of them in jail and whatever. I just think that juxtaposition worked super well. It's such a unique concept too. When I first started watching, it, I was like insurance agents. And then I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know 
<laughs> okay. My, my next thought is a complete non sequitur, but it's the name, the very Irish name of the daughter. Is what Blonid, I yeah. Blonid. What um, even is that? Which is B-L-A with an accent, N-A-I-D. A little bit like Band-Aid, if you're I thought Band-Aid. Band-Aid. Yeah. Um, everyone else, like, I don't know if there's anyone else with, like, a very, very Irish name. No, it's which literally Thomas, because... Matt, Eva, John, yeah. Paul, and then Blonded, hmm. Grace. What did I to say? To be fair, he was not Irish. Yeah. He was supposed to be Swedish. Oh. But... I actually didn't pick that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was funny. Blonded, the one. I mean, I guess it probably wasn't. I guess it's probably pretty normal to have like very Irish names and then like Irish names that are also <laughs> available in other parts of the world. Um, but other that's, like, random. If we're just doing random thoughts, I oh, yeah. have never been more repulsed by anything in my life than the repeated calling of john paul to his wife calling her mommy mammy i guess however he said it was like like the irish term of endearment for saying mommy basically mammy mammy the subtitles spelled it m-a-m-m-y but i was like he's literally calling his wife mommy like it's repeatedly and over and over again and and really only he never called her anything else and i was like i hate this so much like i wanted to die every time it happened but then it so really terrible. is also so smart the way it all ties back to like his desexualization of her and like, I don't know, like the ultimate like blame he had for her on like the lack of, I don't know, like sex in a relationship or whatever was like, ultimately it was all their problem. terrible. He simultaneously was like, you're not sexy, so I don't want to sleep with you. But also like, why are you trying to be sexy? That's not very right. godly of you or whatever. It's like was so such bad. a double standard on there. Yeah. I felt myself die inside when he, so back to the finale and we're like, we're like finally seeing like what went down between them and yeah. And she's just trying to like rekindle their romance or whatever. And he got so mean and said, if I turn the lights off, you're not here. You're nothing. I was like, oh, it's I at that point I think had I gasped. a pretty good feeling that she killed him, but I in that moment like I wanted to kill him. <laughs> like yeah. that was so painful, gut wrenching. Even it's, though it was uh, fictional, and I knew it was fictional, I was like, I'm destroyed. Like, yeah, I wanted to punch him because you know that that's there are people that literally live through this like there are women that have husbands like this and that that and that get chipped away at and i just oh my god i never wanted to kill a fictional character more (laughs) than than john paul and that's the point and it it just it handles it so well ultimately i think but i was like i get it now like i really get it (laughs) they just they really did such a good job i a little bit wonder what the perspective is of his daughter of Blonde. I wondered that a lot throughout the show. Like, like is she chill with the fact that I felt like they did? shouldn't have had that character because I was like, there's so much unexplored here mm-hmm. in this character and the way that she would have viewed the events. And I just feel like it, they almost did themselves a disservice having her there and not diving more into it because I she was, just think there was like obviously a lot there. There would be she a was lot a, there. Yeah, she was a little bit like there were points where she was like, good for you, mom, for sticking up 
to dad or whatever. Like or very she would minor. be like, mom, you're so weak. Like nobody likes you, which like. Right. Like a typical teenager going back and forth. Right. I mean, but, and I get it. But I'm like, again, there would have been so much more to all of that. And I to hope her, they're on therapy. To her grief <laughs> and her confusion. And yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought that was like too unexplored maybe. Did you have a favorite attempt, a favorite murder attempt? A favorite? That didn't make it. Mm-hmm. I particularly did not like the paintball one. I thought that one was really stupid because I was like, oh, okay, so sucked. say that does happen. Like say they do shoot him with the paintball gun. Are they like, going to like there's, check? There's no investigation. The yeah. There's no like, why would that have been like that? And I would say my mm. favorite was what? Uh, I... There was the whole bit about like his skull being a little soft in one spot. Oh, that was disgusting. I almost had to fast forward through all that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why they thought like no one's going to look right. into it. Okay. Because if you hit it, yeah. You're right. But I hated. Yeah, I hated all of that. Um, favorite was probably the like whatever they injected into the meat ultimately. Like they ended up like giving it to the dog, which was oh, tragic. There were so many casualties along the way. That yeah. Was so I sad. think that was like part of part of it for sure but that I think would have just been like the easiest so I was like oh I hope this one works and that was what I was saying earlier is like it was like episode three like of course it didn't work but at the time Mm -hmm. I was like yeah why not it just felt like very like cut and dry and there Mm -hmm. were no I mean yeah the dog was a casualty but there were no like huge risks or I don't know the fire thing was like sort of just absurd like what they're really gonna burn him down in a cabin fire like yeah geez so brutal yeah I thought they were going to try to like poison him, like carbon monoxide, turn yeah. on, like close everything. But that was that not was what hard. happened. What was your favorite? I think um, elegance wise. Yeah. The injecting the stuff into the liver. It was like very well planned. It like gave me the the planning of it gave me some like tingles in my brain of the like, okay, every Wednesday, like, this is what happens. And so it's perfect because like no one else is going to touch it. And like, we'll swap it out. It's like very Indiana Jones <laughs> of the like, yeah. swapping of the, like our, like uh, every heist movie ever where they have like everything planned and every like edge case figured out Exactly. Whereas all the other ones. I was like, this is so reckless. This is so dumb. Like, I can't even remember who. Ch- so, okay. There was the paintball attempt. There was the, um, oh, they tried to inject something else. Well, they did the one where they like they drugged him with his nasal spray, and then like they took the him out spray. to the boat. Yeah, that was just a hot mess. So many uh, witnesses. That brings up. Just we horrible. haven't talked about Gabriel. Was that his name? Yeah, the gay coworker. Oh, that was such a bummer. Everything. I thought that was they, a bit yeah. weird. Potentially What's unnecessary. Like, oh, I thought it they just don't tie added... it up really. No, but like it, every everything, every person that JP like turned against the sisters or yeah. ruined their relationships with in other ways was just like another blow, like another yeah. tick in the box of like, he needs to go. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That makes sense. He was just and he like a felt up that, but... a, a guy in the back that was like Gabriel when John Paul pretends that Eva told him. Oh yeah. That's that he was sad. gay and then sexually assaulted him in the bathroom. Oh, like yeah. so many terrible and I almost forgot about yeah. that. He really outdoes himself over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I think it was the Roger thing where I was like, really uh, like, oh, he's a really just truly terrible psychopath. Yeah. 
I think um, I liked that it also then became like Grace sort of like realizing that also it's like one of the big like moments for her and I like Mm -hmm. I like that that I don't know like I said I don't think they really out like they really like didn't overdo it with like how terrible he was I think they did it perfectly (laughs) we didn't talk about the fact that there was like a final, final reveal at the end, which is that Robert was her, uh, Roger was her accomplice. I don't know that I liked that. I don't know that that was necessary. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was necessary, but I did like it. Yeah. I get it in terms of like cosmic, what do you want to call it? Like evening of the scales or whatever. But also like, how is she going to move the body herself? And the, yeah. And I, that time. was the only thing where I was like, okay, it makes sense that she needed someone to help her. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I guess I just I got the sense that like he that wasn't really what he wanted for himself. Like he was very like, I can forgive people. I have that mm-hmm. in my heart to like forgive him, even though he did this terrible thing to me. And then so that for them to, for him to then be involved in the cover up, I was like, uh, like one day he's going to squeal to the police or something like no. I don't think he has it in him. But maybe he does. I don't know. I think he has it in it in him to to help grace i feel like that was i think so too it was just like i don't know the character wasn't super developed beyond the like what jp did to him Mm -hmm. so then for him to be so pivotally involved in this like i mean he was abused too he kept i feel like that was the same thing he was sort of the parallel to grace obviously he wasn't married to jp but he kept doing everything like he tried like you said tries to live by sort of a code where Everyone deserves forgiveness, even though JP repeatedly sort of knocked him down, called him weird names, like before the whole pedophilia thing. Yeah. Um, He's like just, just like would always make drum. Roger feel really unwelcome. Yeah. And he would continue to be like welcoming to JP and try to be his friend. And then so he's just like getting chipped away at and then finally was like in jail framed for pedophilia he realizes jp did it obviously he wasn't going to do anything violent but i feel like he like him seeing grace what's that he he got the justice like he should have like he that he deserved like it's like one yeah it's like an abused wife abused romantic partner and then the less i don't i mean it is less abused but like also very highly abused quote unquote friend or like neighbor both got their comeuppance I guess or they served the comeuppance it was fine I I didn't have a big problem with it I was just like I think it would have worked just fine without him I kind of liked the like sneak reveal it was like understated that was my problem it was the only part of the whole show that I thought was like trying to go for the twist I didn't really think anything else was like I can see that to be twisty I got the grace thing was sort of but like at the same time it wasn't but then it was like, oh, but Roger was there too. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But like that, yeah, that was the only thing that felt sort of like the obvious twist in a thriller, sort of the the typical, I don't know, twist in a thriller, which I didn't feel like the rest of the show really was that at all. Mm. Yeah, I, I can understand why someone would think that, but for some reason it did not bother me. It that's didn't so feel just, too I much of like a wink. Thrillers. It was just sort of like, oh, nice. Yeah. Got it. No, that's fair. I didn't feel like they were trying to like get me. I guess maybe that helped. Yeah. Um, um what else? Do I can't I don't I feel like we've covered a lot of oh, that's it. That's all the thoughts that I had had. I mean, that's all the the big thoughts I had. Ultimately, I just oh like Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What what what? what? <laughs> I forgot. I forgot to mention Becca, the the actress that pays Becca, Eve Hewson, is Bono's daughter. 
Really? Yeah, isn't that crazy? I had no idea. I do think she's really pretty. I do love her. That's not yeah, me too. related. I kind of want to be Becca. Sutter. I was just like, yeah, I'm obsessed with her. I would, I would like to be Becca. I love all of them. <laughs> I think I've said this already. Yeah. But I, yeah, I loved Becca very much. I loved Eva very much. They were definitely my favorite too, where I was like, I want to be friends with them. I would also want to be them potentially. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about Ursula's uh, infidelity to her husband. Yeah. It's just that like, I really was convinced for a second that Ben killed mm-hmm. that he killed JP, but otherwise I was sort of like un interested in that plot line we see her husband literally one time for like 30 seconds so i was like clearly this is not the pl- this is not a okay important point we're being a little liberal with literally we definitely see him a couple times Do but we? i yes i see him at the hospital time. yeah you see him true, when true. she's trying to get the thing i'm thinking like, of the time where he's he pleading her. with her that's like the only time we really Got see it. him like have a personality it was when he was like why are you never here we never see, especially mm. because that was the only time we saw their kids. I was like, all right, you make a good point. You have a family. Like, why is this the I only time we're seeing yeah. you stand up for yourself? Yeah. We don't know anything about her and their relationship, really. That that one was probably the weakest for me. The least developed. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got why she and hated JP, so, but, like. Yeah, and even so, fell. like, I still didn't care. <laughs> I just feel like I need to keep reiterating, like, yeah, there are definitely things that were slightly underdeveloped or like even um bb's wife and kid those were really brief yeah that's true scenes but i again like didn't phase me while no, i was that watching didn't bother me i think it was just that like clearly ursula's like whole thing was that jp had this over her and was like blackmailing her and i think just like mm-hmm. the details of it were less developed but like it didn't matter it didn't bother me that it wasn't developed it was just like i had no like emotional ties to those characters Mm. yeah uh yeah have we accurately depicted what the vibe of the show is i feel like yes i think so i mean i don't know that we've said the words dark comedy but it i would call it a dark comedy <laughs> i would as well i mean even though it is the the lines are being blurred left and right these days of you know 30 minute shows being pretty pretty drama heavy versus hour long shows being like yeah i know i don't i wouldn't say it made me laugh out loud a whole bunch but like there's clearly humor to it it's like a light-hearted dark murder mystery i think there's humor in the premise there's humor in the interactions between the women even when they're not trying to be funny mm-hmm. i yeah so i think you can classify it as a dark comedy yeah it's brilliant i would tell you to go watch it i think every episode this is an a plus show for me oh yeah oh my god 100%. <laughs> i have rare feet what'd you do i think there were like it's, two a plus shows for me this year abbott elementary and mm-hmm. this is that it i didn't even i don't think i reviewed this no you didn't i'm saying but like since you just oh, oh, oh. cuffs at a plus there like, may have been one more and i can't think of what it but it might have been it might have been like a previously on, so I already have built up in my head that it's yeah. like really good. I don't even think I gave this an A. I think I gave it a B plus. I'm gonna have to go back and look now. But it was when only two episodes were out, so mm-hmm. I was like trying to review it, knowing only that like nobody knew the show, and I liked it so far, but I didn't really mm-hmm. know where it was going. Yeah, but yeah, I think the fact that they tied everything up so well and like handled this like twist, like I said, in a way that like really doesn't feel like a sort of cheap twist. And that you feel sort of 
strongly for all these characters. It's just really, really well done. Definitely an A from me. Do you think you will watch Clan ever? No, I don't like to. If, if it's the same story, I don't like to do that. I don't mm. even really like to like watch the movie if I've read the book sort of thing. Like if I've, if I've experienced the story in one way or another, I don't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this will ever be. I feel like I would watch this again if I were showing it to someone. I would 100%. Oh, yeah. I feel like there are some times where a person won't like you you can't be sure someone will take your recommendation unless you sit down and watch yeah. it with them and this would, would definitely that. be one that i would do that with yeah like if matt ever wants to watch it i would totally do that yeah but so otherwise good. yeah i don't i i'm not a big rewatcher unless it's comedies anyway mm-hmm. yeah but i think that would have to be with someone else that's all i had on Me bad too. sisters if you don't have apple tv plus this is this I mean, there are a few enough shows that you could get a free trial to Apple. Does Apple even use trials? You could yeah, pay $4.99 for like one month. I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's like if you didn't get it for Ted Lasso, then like, or I don't know what's wrong with you. Severance. <laughs> Everybody did. But yeah, but at this point, there's also Severance. There's Bad Sisters. There's, I feel like there was a bunch of stuff on Apple TV this year. What oh, there's I the forgetting? prehistoric time. The like cool dinosaur thing. Yeah, that I love like uh, documentaries or whatever. Definitely other stuff on Apple TV. What am I forgetting? Oh, Blackbird. That was the other big one for me this year. Blackbird with Taryn Edgerton. The Uh, true crime one. Yeah. I feel like based on those four or five, maybe (laughs) you won't want to watch all of them, but maybe you'll watch at least a few. And we'll leave you with that. Go watch it. We'll be back to talk about more TV uh, in a, you know, future week. Don't forget to check out our newsletter. Comes out each Thursday gbltake.sostack.com we almost certainly will write about a show before we will talk about it on the podcast yeah, so if you true. want to be slightly early get your info early okay. by subscribing all right i will talk to you later jenny yeah talk to you later over now bye find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode thank you for listening to double take if you like what you heard please support us by subscribing and leaving a review see you next time The Double Take Podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen.